Welcome to my channel. Today we have male archetypes on tap. It's the second video of my three archetype series. Hi, I'm Autumn Bardot and here you will find author tips, writing tools, and hopefully a little bit of inspiration. On last week's episode, I discussed how I use archetypes to help me create more fully fleshed out characters, more complex characters. You know, ones with lots of strengths and weaknesses. And your character having weaknesses can help you with the character arc, the character epiphany, that aha moment somewhere in the middle or the end. And here's something I didn't mention on last week's video, which I will post in the description box below. Knowing those strengths and weaknesses of the traditional archetypes can help you with the process of discovery in terms of adding tension, action, pivot points, reversals, conflicts, worsening, raised stakes, and of course that character epiphany. All those things that are necessary for a great scene. If you're like, wait, what? What did she say? Then check out the link that will be at the end of the video or in the description box where I talk about the elements of every scene. Other things I discussed in last week's archetypes were that archetypes can help teach the reader something about life. And really using archetypes really is just another thing you can add to your author toolbox to fully flesh out the character and to getting the most you can out of them in terms of your story and your conflict. I also mentioned in last week's video that in today's world of mindfulness, inclusiveness, and understanding that even though the hero archetypes are gender specific or, ha or have genderfied names, is that a word? Anyway, they can be definitely gender fluid. So do not feel bound by old school rules. Okay, let's get started on traditional male hero archetypes. The chief, he is the quintessential macho dude. He's tough, he's decisive, he is a natural leader. He's the decider, I'm the decider and I decide. But you know, the macho dude thing, it can be a weakness too. <laughs> That's really on you. He gets the job done. And that is a definite plus. And once again, I know plenty of females who fit into this archetype. They teach the reader to have some balls or get some balls or strap on your lady balls, to be a doer, to lead, to make a decision and be all in. Those are all good things. Since the chief's weaknesses are arrogance and stubbornness, and being domineering, it's pretty easy to see what their character growth would be, right? I mean, those traits can be his undoing and he might piss off a lot of people or clash with other chiefs. What's that saying about too many chiefs and not enough Indians? The chief should probably learn how to tone down his arrogance, not be so stubborn or learn what happens when you're too stubborn and even, I don't know, have some compassion or get more compassion and be a little less tough. The next hero type is the bad boy. Bad boy. Yeah, 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 I know all the women are swooning. They're always swooning and love the bad boy. Why do we like this type? Cause bad is sexy. 
We like a rebel. He's not going to take crap from anybody. That's sexy. They don't play by the rules. He can be the tough guy from the wrong side of the tracks. He thumbs his nose at authority. And he may have some anger issues. He may have charm or not, but he definitely has some street smarts. Think James Dean, Clint Eastwood. The bad boy teaches readers that street smarts matter, that they're important, that you don't always need to follow the rules, especially if they're ineffective or stupid, and that you don't need to take crap from authority, or you don't always need to play by the rules, especially if they're stupid. What does a bad boy need to learn? Well, in romances, the good woman, the hot, sexy, good woman, she tames him. And sometimes those bad boys temporarily try to play by the rules. Does it work out? Maybe a little, maybe a lot. And it may or may not have consequences, good or bad. That's where you get to have fun with it. And maybe because they tried to play by the rules and it didn't work out for them, maybe they become either more cynical, more bad, or they become more compassionate and good. That's a you thing. In my book, The Impaler's Wife, Vlad Dracula fit the bad boy like to a T. I mean, isn't he the quintessential bad boy? But you know, he didn't come from the wrong side of the tracks. I mean, he came from nobility. But life threw a lot of crap at him. Horrible, horrible stuff. And the Sultan kept him prisoner for most of his adolescent life. So he learned to play by a different set of rules and to break the rules he was taught. This was medieval times after all. The swashbuckler. Bam, smack, pow, punch. These manly men have no fear when it comes to anything physically daring. They get the girl sweeping her off her feet. You know, maybe across a ravine or a ship or from building to building. Think of Deanna Jones, Jackie Chan, or Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean. What are their weaknesses? Well, while he's busy swashbuckling, he gets pretty knocked up and bruised up and bunged up. He usually acts first, thinks later. But that can be a good thing, right? Except when it's not. All that swashbuckling can get him into a lot of trouble too. Did he just deck the wrong guy? You know, they're just too quick to engage in a brawl. Now, because the swashbuckler gets wounded a lot in romances, that's when the girl can sweep on in there and tend to his wounds. It also allows him some downtime to do some thinking, some reflecting, some planning, like his next move. What does the swashbuckler teach the reader? Why? To be more daring, to take action. That it's action, not talk, that matters and tells your enemies or your frenemies that you mean business. The warrior. Can you say superhero? The superhero sticks up for the underdog. Sometimes they can be a little bit reluctant about it, but they ultimately come through because of their tenacity and their honor. Honor, that's a big strength. There's just too little of it nowadays. So what are the superhero's weaknesses? Well, like the female crusader, the mission may overtake everything else. It may come at the expense of friendships, family, career, and lesser responsibilities. They can be too single-mindedness of purpose. Tunnel vision. 
Sometimes they can be too quick to take up a cause. I mean, is that really the underdog? Who are they leaving behind when they set out on this quest to do right? What did they have to give up along the way to be the warrior? A job, the girl, a normal life? Some things to consider. Will their honor ever be at stake? Will they be tempted by a bribe or something like that? Will they have to forego their honor in some way? Even a small way? What can readers learn from the warrior? That we have a little bit of warrior inside all of us. That we all are able to help the underdog. The misfortunate. That personal honor matters in this world. That people still do value it. That integrity matters and doing the right things for the right reason, for the right people, you know, the victims and the innocents, is reward enough. Also, that with great power comes great responsibility. You know that line. The charmer. He's not so reliable. Mm -mm. He's a lot less hot-headed than the bad boy. And he's all fun, fun, fun. He's the smooth operator. He's Ferris Bueller. And I think he might be Lucifer from the Netflix show. He goes to all the right parties and knows all the right people. And he can charm his way in or out of any situation. His weaknesses may include not being able to make a commitment and not being too reliable. I think I already said that. He's out for himself, the thrills, the fun. Can friends really count on him? Really? Does he follow through with promises? Do his charming ways get him into trouble or, or the illusion of trouble? Or charming people can be frustrating because sometimes we need to be serious. So what does the reader learn from the charmer? That sometimes all you need is a good shtick to get you in or out of a good or bad situation. <laughs> that having charisma is really about making other people feel good about themselves, about making people feel special, and that we could all kind of brush up on our charming skills. After all, getting people to do things that you want them to do is definitely a good skill to have. The best friend is the next male hero archetype. He doesn't really want to hurt anybody. Not really. I'm thinking of Steve Carell in like Date Night or Xander in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He can be a little bit humble and he's often more on the plain side, but women like him because he's decent and kind. He's the beta hero. Sometimes he gets the girls and sometimes not. The ladies don't seem to swoon over him. They just kind of decide that he's a good guy somewhere in the middle of the story. You know, he's often in the movies where there's some creature or giant shark or lizard or alien or something after everybody. And he's with the hot warrior guy and the nice girl. And he always seems to make it either to the very end where he gets the girl or he dies just at the very end, saving the very nice girl. <laughs> We've seen it all before. So does the best friend have any weaknesses? Sure they do. Since they usually start off as kind of unsure about themselves, they make some dumb choices in the beginning. They can have some inner turmoil about what they need to do, which isn't so nice and so decent. I mean, let's say you're the nice guy and you have to break a law or bend a law or deck someone to do the right thing. That could cause a little, little bit of guilt, shame, 
stuff they're not comfortable with. Of course, feeling guilt isn't a weakness, but they do have trouble bending or breaking the rules. Usually somewhere along the lines of the story, they learn to embrace their inner warrior or swashbuckler, but they are still really, really nice about it. The best friend hero shows readers that we can all be heroes and still be nice, that there's a hero inside all of us that we don't necessarily need a warrior to save the day. You can still have quaint values like integrity and morals and do the right thing and get the job done and be a hero. And maybe you're not a hero to everyone, but if you're a hero to your significant other or your family, isn't that reward enough? It is for the best friend beta hero. The next is the professor. He's intelligent, logical, and truthful. He's Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day and Jurassic Park. Their weaknesses, like the librarian, is that they rely too much on data, on facts and figures, their logic, their brains. And like the female counterpart, they are often stubborn. Sometimes their truth-telling gets them into trouble. They're numbers people, facts and figures, data, heart, gut instinct, feelings, not so much. So what does the reader learn from the professor? Well, once again, like the librarian, they learn that although data and facts and figure and wisdom and smarts and brains are all good things for making a decision, they also work really well and you also need some, you know what it is, heart and gut and instinct. So what does the professor have to learn? Well, just those things, to have more heart, to rely on their gut and their instinct. Also, the figures might lie or misrepresent, or there's more to the story, or sometimes life isn't all about logic. And in stories, since it's all about conflict and emotion, that emotions matter. Ah, <sighs> the lost soul. That's our final archetype for today. <laughs> he has a tortured past. He's a first class brooder and he doesn't get close to anyone or at least not too many people. He's got issues with a capital I. Perhaps even more than the bad boy, women love and always fall for the lost soul. Why? It's because they want to save him. They want to save him spiritually or mentally or psychologically. He needs saving and they're gonna do it. Why do women fall for this guy? Do we really think we can save him? Shouldn't he have to save himself or will love save the day? Has a woman ever saved a lost soul? I don't really know. But the lost soul makes for some awesome, heart-wrenching, gut-tearing drama. And who is the wannabe savior? Are their intentions pure, honorable, or are they selfish and nefarious. You can have a lot of fun with the lost soul. He's usually an outcast and a loner. Think Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Denzel Washington in Man on Fire. What does the reader learn from the lost soul? To be a lost soul? No. We learn that things can affect us truly deeply, not just us, but other people in ways that we cannot even begin to understand but we always end up sympathizing with the lost soul. Some part of us, it touches us. We empathize. We don't wanna be them, but we probably know a few lost souls of our own. 
and we want to help them. We really, really do. But sometimes there's just bad stuff and there's so much bad stuff that they're buried deep. Can they really be saved? Now, if you're an optimist, you're saying yes, because love is the answer and that can work. Or maybe they are never saved and that works too. Oh, what does the lost soul need to learn? He can learn that he needs people, several people, that he needs love and friendship and understanding and compassion, that people want to help him. And he just needs to open up just a little. The lost soul can be good or bad. They can go to the dark side or they can become found souls. That's kind of all up to you. So that's it. Traditional male archetypes. And they've got built-in strengths and a lot of built-in weaknesses. And since they have weaknesses, you know what they need to overcome in your lovely story arc. I hope you will join me next week when I discuss all of the other archetypes. And if you missed my female archetypes and a few other of the videos I discussed just now, I will link them below in the description box. Now, if you haven't already, is a great time to hit that subscribe button and that notify button. And I will see you next week for all of the other archetypes. And if you've watched me before, you know exactly what you have to do. Dream, create, and embrace. See you next week.